0: I've been praying for the non-believers All my neighbors thinking I won't leave her Awful leader of all for, to for all deceivers They don't care what the creator prefers They don't believe in walking up to Peter They don't believe in God, Jesus either Go from breeders the instant reapers Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors Then you go for felonies
1: Hello, welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me, you're going to recognize the voice is a Christian rapping artist, D-Cure who was just on the man. the air right there. Uh, Deak here, what's going on?
0: What's up, man? I, I was uh, trying not to rap out loud for that song.
1: <laughs> hey, that song is awesome. I appreciate it again that you, you let us use that for our intro and our outro.
0: Of course. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, guys.
1: Yeah, it, it hits uh, a lot of different topics, and I mean, it just got that catchy horn beat, too. I love that.
0: Yeah. Uh, man, I actually grew up playing trumpet, so that song was actually extra special to me. I I was um bummed I didn't play on that actual song but
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, definitely brought back memories for me.
1: Can you play the horn like that? That was that's some Oh yeah. Oh, right that's on.
0: All, it's it's been some years but give me a give me a week or so and I'll be ready to go. Right
1: there you now. go. You got to watch I've tried to play horn instrument with a beard and uh, you got to watch out for the mustache gets in there and it kind of ruins
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true.
1: Ouch. Yeah. So, D-Cure, you've been on the show before. We appreciate that. Uh, just a real quick, you're a veteran. Just give everybody a real quick uh, who you are and what you're about.
0: Yeah, so I'm a Air Force veteran. I did about 10 years, um, and I'm a recovering alcoholic. I spent a lot of time um, fighting with addiction, and um, I talk a lot about that in my music, um, but... Ultimately and gratefully, I was saved by Jesus, and
1: Amen.
0: I'm a Christian artist, and I like to talk about His saving grace and all the wonderful things He can do for people that have addictions and ways He can get you out of them.
1: Right on. That's awesome. That's I think that's what, uh, when I first heard your music and I heard you bringing that to, to light because I'm also in recovery myself, I thought, man, mm-hmm. here's a dude who knows the Lord and who's walked the same path as me. And it's same path as millions, right? Our story is not unlike so many people out there.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. That whole, um, especially I think for, for military guys, that seems to be just a way of life. Mm -hmm. None of us think of it as an addiction. Yeah. Um, just because that's the, normal thing but yeah man so so many so many of us are are dealing with that stuff and so many of us are still you know struggling people that are sober still struggle so yeah it's um something that i thought was very relatable and something that i definitely have a testimony um about
1: yeah maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit what i did want to hit start out with first couple questions is i believe may is mental health month When Becky Mm -hmm. and I did our show last year, we actually had a guest on talking about suicide, and then it falls right into Mental Health Month, I believe. And so I want to talk about what you've seen, maybe the stigma of addiction and how people do or do not look at it as mental health. What's your take on that?
0: Oh, man. Well, for being an alcoholic and knowing that alcohol is a depressant, it's certainly not going to help your mental health.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Personally, for me, I was very depressed i think to the point that I, I was used to telling myself that um i like being this way or that you know I, I was so used to being down and depressed and feeling terrible that i started to accept it along with my addiction um, so I, those things definitely go hand in hand um i know for me that um there was a point where the amount that i drank ruined, you know, every relationship that I was Mm -hmm. in. And there was a kind of a last straw for me that led to me actually attempting suicide. And that was, you know, a result of the years and years of alcohol abuse and the ways that I, you know, treated people um, so poorly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those things definitely correlate.
1: Yeah, that I mean, not to throw you a curveball here. I know we had talked about some of those, but when you brought up the suicide, I totally spaced that. I just had a friend reach out today looking for Christian help in a certain area because – and he's a veteran as well, Air Force like you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The And I, I think you've posted on too before promoting the 22 a day, right? I think uh, – what's your take on that, having been so close, being a veteran, being an addict? What's your take on why so many young people are doing that?
0: Doing the 22 a day.
1: We're just, they're taking their own lives, the veterans. And I mean, is there not enough help? Do we need better VA oh, support? Or is it just um, demons?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really tough one. Honestly, f- um, for me, I think it was just, you know, beating myself down mm-hmm. and not expressing it. Um, for um, guys, I think in general, you know, we don't like to share our feelings. We're, especially in a military atmosphere, you know, that's the last thing we're talking about, um, is the way we're feeling. So I I think, you know, there's also a stigma of, um, you know, you'll be treated differently. You won't be able to arm up with your, um, you know, your weapon when -hmm. you go to work. And so you'll be treated differently because, you know, you, you were struggling and had to go talk to someone about your mental health. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely something I think that people um, are hesitant to do because they know of what comes with, you know, admitting I'm not doing good, mm-hmm. you know, so people would rather continue on like things are normal instead of, you know, taking the time out, stepping away from work and getting the help that they need.
1: Yeah. That, as you're speaking, if, if you are out there listening right now and you know somebody that might be struggling, there is there is help out there. And uh, I really want encourage you if, you, if you are struggling to reach out, there's the website, the 22 a day website. There's mental help everywhere you can look. The VA should be able to help you. It's just it to me. It's such a sad fact that we send these young men and women off to war. And that's what it is. Men and women. Right. That's not just the men that are doing it. And yeah, they yeah. they don't come home and get the proper treatment.
0: Absolutely not. Um, it's it's available, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's it's hard to to kind of dive in and talk to people that are, you know, and it's it's usually people that are higher ranking than you, and you know you feel like it's not really a space where you can talk. Um, you're welcome to even reach out to me. I I um around the new year I put a video out there, um, kind of briefly speaking about my own struggles and I had probably 50 different people reach out to me and, you know, just to talk and vent about what was going on. And, um, I was glad to just be there to kind of share my perspective and listen,
1: so I don't see any of these other modern rappers doing that, right? They're no (laughs) mainstream people. They don't care about you.
0: No, not at all. I mean,
1: They're there for their money, exactly, and they they make it. Yep. Hey, I pray that one day you'll make it, and we can be like, "Hey, I remember that guy, when, and he, you know, Uh you got millions of fans, and (laughs) because you're doing something positive, you're doing something positive for Christ. That's the biggest thing. And that was what kind of led me to the next string of questions. Is you know, my addiction for me, to, to be honest, was I was, I was broken on the inside. I had scars, and I had hurt. And I was using drugs and alcohol to mask that. Is that something that you did the same thing? And then did you just snap out of it the one day when you almost went down that path? Or was it a gradual? Um,
0: Yeah, for me, um, I I always felt um, misunderstood. I never felt, you know, a part of anything. I never really felt super connected to people. And so I think that was the biggest thing. Um, the biggest reason I chose to drink. Um, also, I was always very shy. Hmm. And I think that was, you know, an excuse for me to say, oh, this is going to help me, you know, be confident. This is going to help me be able to talk to people and connect with people. Um, but, you know, it. I overshot, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you think you're going to be confident, but you overshoot and you're just obnoxious and then it becomes an addiction. And, you know, Before you know it, you're a lot further along and you're a person you told yourself you'd never be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so um, it took, um, I I probably drank for 13 years and probably the first couple weren't too bad, but um, I had my first DUI, I think when I was 20 years old Mm -hmm. and you know, it, it didn't get any better from there. I would stop drinking for short periods of time. Um, the longest I went was a year. And then I decided like, I have control over this and, you know, I'm not sick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I would convince myself, you know, to try it again. Like I'm only going to have a six pack tonight. And then the second night I'd be back to blacking out. So, um, yeah, the, the, the progressive part of the, the illness of alcohol is, you know, they say you pick back up right where you stopped and, you know, for someone like me, you know, you, you really can't drink normally like other people. You can't have a drink or two and call it a night, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's terrible.
1: Yeah. I think the, the Alcoholics Anonymous saying is, you know, one's too many and a thousand's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big AA guy, but I just, I've always thought about that because if I were to take that one sip, it'd be done. Right. My, my life would be over as I know it. And the next stop would be the grave.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. A a good thing that I did get from AA was they said, um, listen for the similarities and not the differences. Mm. Um, like when you're hearing someone's story in a way to connect with, you know, the struggles, because there's likely that there's one part of someone's story that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. And so I always took that to heart, you know, that, um, you listen for the similarities and not what's different about you. Cause we're all, um, everyone in AA already has a similarity with, with the next person.
1: Yeah. You're not there. Cause life was going exactly how you wanted it. Right. That's why I always <laughs> tell everybody when we're in, when we're in our meetings that, The one thing that bonds us is life didn't turn out exactly the way we wanted it, and we're here for a reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and uh, so as you pulled yourself out of addiction, was it jump right back into church? Was it a slow? Because you you told me before that you were raised in the church, kind of, and that you so you knew the right from wrong. But how did uh, God help with that healing of the addiction?
0: Um, Honestly, that suicide attempt was what really kind of mm-hmm. woke me up that was that was my rock bottom and I, I didn't notice it right away but I think over time I realized that um, God was present in that moment mm. whether I could remember or not um, you know I, I blacked out and woke up mm-hmm. in the hospital um, I did get on the suicide hotline and somehow they traced my phone or whatever and Basically, they they came and took me to to the hospital, but I woke up, and the next morning my supervisor took me home, and I didn't even realize. But he said, "Look what you did," and pointed up at the ceiling, and there was a bullet hole in the ceiling. Wow! And so that woke me up. Like that told me that, whether or not I remember what happened, I, you know, over time began to believe that God was present whether he sent an angel or whatever it was to, you know, make sure that bullet didn't go in into my head. And so that was, you know, kind of the catalyst for um, me going to rehab and me actually making the right steps to turn my life around. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't say that I went right back to church. You know, it took me a while to just work on myself to stay sober, work on my mental health, And um, my physical health and really just get back to um, remembering who I was. I had to really take the time to remember, you know, Mm -hmm. because when you're lost for so long, you forget the person that you used to be. Um, You have to kind of go back and take in the things that, you know, reflect on who you were when you were younger, um, the things you inspired to be, uh, aspired to be. And yeah, it took me quite a few years. And I would say, um, even now, um, probably within the past two years, I've truly, truly started following God um, with my heart's whole intent. And it, you know, it just took time. And and I had to heal. Um, I had to feel like I was in the right place. I had to feel like um, I was making all the right decisions. Uh, Granted, I slip up from time to time, but. Don't I'm sober are. and I'm moving the right way.
1: So, amen. What kind of, what part did uh, because if everybody's watched you on Instagram and you've never picked up the right item for your wife at the store, what what role did she play in uh, you getting or staying sober, or was that a was um, that an after the fact?
0: Yeah, so we met about nine months after I got out of rehab, mm-hmm. which was just you know, perfect timing. Um, I think God placed her in my life at the, at the right time. Um, she was also kind of a drinker, more of like a binge drinker from time to time. And she, when I told her about, you know, what I'd been through, she just stopped altogether. Hmm. So she's been very supportive. Um, and she always is just behind me in her, you know, sobriety day. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. So.
1: So, yeah, Yeah. one day maybe you'll get the right thing for her at the store, right?
0: Yeah. I I think we did one time. um, Man, I can't remember which uh, episode number it was, but there was one. I think it was Miracle Whip. Yeah. Where I got her the right thing just once. But out of um, 200, I think we're at like 246 episodes.
1: That's awesome.
0: I got it right once.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I got it right well, that that's probably pretty much mo- pretty much most guys are about that right you're doing all right
0: it's accurate <laughs> it's, it's right around the average
1: yeah <laughs> no that's awesome I you know, I know everybody loves watching you guys do that looks like you guys are having a good time and
0: yeah yeah they're fun
1: like didn't she do one she went and picked something up for you
0: yeah she did she did a few um, she had to do ginger Snap. Mm-hmm. because she has red hair, so that, that worked perfectly. Um, there were uh, two or three others, but, yeah, I mean, the whole the whole dynamic is a lot of fun. We started a new series, too. I don't know if you've caught it, but we've only done a couple episodes for, we're calling it Famous Phrases.
1: hmm
0: And so we're doing, like, the literal version of, um, like we did, a doctor a day keeps, or an apple a day keeps a doctor away. hmm and, um, we kind of acted out like she was the doctor and I came in and she like started walking up to me like, sir, it says here, you know, you, you're dying us with this. And I pull an apple out and she says, you know, like, oh. sir, let's just stay calm. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then I take a bite and then she starts like dying, you know,
1: almost like, so uh, what's his face what's snapping that? the fingers. You Uh. Thanos snapping his fingers in the end of the Avengers there just fade away.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was kind of like the we're kind of acting out these phrases. So mm-hmm. I, I bite the apple and the doctor is like, you know, dies or whatever.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: So we're, we're working a new series. So we'll see how it does.
1: Right on. Good luck with that one. Thank you. So uh, you clearly have an artistic outlet to help get you away from your addiction and maybe oh, yeah. before we dive into that, I just, the one song, I think I reached out to you and let, let you know that your song possibility off of idols. It, uh, oh yeah. Like I said, I think you depicted the headspace of an addict better than anything I've ever heard. I mean, a lot of people are scared to talk about addiction in any music.
0: And, yeah.
1: and uh, It's I, uncomfortable. It, it is. <laughs> but for those of us that have been able to get away from it and you you know, I'm not really an artistic guy. So to have somebody like you put it into words to me, I want to share that. If somebody says, what was it like to be an addict? I said, well, here you go. This is what it feels like. Can you just talk us how you came up with that song? What's that? Can you just tell us a little bit more about how you came up with possibility?
0: Um, Yeah. So there's an artist that actually reached out to me and was asking me, um, like if I could paint that picture because he was he was doing um like illustrations of you know brokenness and the things that people are addicted to and he wanted me to kind of create that image with a song and so he ended up putting um like images to my song as well I'll oh. have to share that with you yeah um but yeah so I really just was helping a friend out and it it worked out because it was something that I could relate to a lot. And that's, that's kind of how that one came about, was actually someone else's idea.
1: Hey, well thank them for that because yeah, to me, I think I listened to it once and then I, I still have a CD player in my truck, so I got your CD. And, cool. And I put it on repeat and I was just like, man, nobody has ever, to me, put to words what I felt, you know, in in those times when it was just like, man, I, I, this needs to stop. I don't know what else to do, waking up feeling like this or it's, man, it's depressing. It's depressing
0: to like, think back and like realize what you accepted, you know, as your life. Yeah. And yeah, I was just trying to paint the, you know, the the possibility of anything else than that addiction being stuck in that for years and years so yeah i'm glad i'm glad you like that song that's definitely a favorite of mine that song and songs like home um super hard to write but they Mm. always end up being some of my favorites so
1: yeah i think that's that's pushing through that pain and putting it out there for people this is amazing that you're able to do that and i know thank you Hopefully this, this this show gets to somebody that might be dealing with the same things. I think a lot of Christians get hung up, like we were talking before. They don't fit into maybe what Christian music is or Christian art is. What are mm-hmm. just some words of encouragement that you might give people like that that, are, that might be in a similar situation as you?
0: Oh, uh, man. The, the the only good thing I can say to a Christian person is to just follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think God brings the people into your life that need to be there. Um, it took even a while for us to get back to going to church and for um, – even just for – man, it took us probably, I don't know, way too long. But we'd realize that um, there are people there that – also need you know, fellowship and community and are looking for um you. There's definitely someone there that needs you um to be in relationship with and to relate to. And that's, you know, part of why I share the hurtful music that I do is because I know someone needs it. Um people need you as, you know, a part of their lives and a part of their journey. And so yeah, for for being a Christian um, to kind of connect with people um, is always tough, but the easiest way is to connect with God's people.
1: There you go. I mean, yeah. that, that that's a great encouragement right there, because it always the Bible tells us that we're not supposed to be wolf packs of one. We're supposed to right supposed to roll together and lift one another up. And uh, I appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of people they'll hide their artistic or their creativity side from their church family, and really yeah they should get out there and share it. Cause there's going to be somebody else that's like, man, that really touched my heart. Absolutely. When you have a God, given talent. I'm grateful
0: to have seen that stuff. You know, Yeah. I know a lot of
1: people create
0: and their message doesn't always get heard. So um, I'm grateful for that. That's for sure.
1: Right on. So we've got a few minutes left here. I wanted to get more into the, the D cure side, the music side. Um, cool. What's up next. I know you, you got another up. Op- Are you putting, like, an album out every other month? That's insane. Every two months. Every two (laughs) months. And these aren't, like, little five-track EPs. These are full-length albums.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, So I just dropped, last month in April, I dropped Known, Mm -hmm. which the concept of the album was to be known by God and not be worried about being known by the world. Um, And so that was probably my most um, faith-based Um, album as a whole. I know I I talk about that stuff, you know, in in previous ones, but I didn't want to be overbearing, but it Mm -hmm. just felt like the right time in my life to really dive in. So that album's out. And then um, up next is Loops. Um, For for those who haven't caught on, um, I'm doing the whole alphabet, and that's kind of why I'm moving so fast. Yeah. So I started with Adapt, and I'm currently on Loops, and Loops is about um, kind of the routines we get caught in in life, Mm. like the go to work, go to the gym, go wherever you go, um, your kind of main stops in life without ever changing and without ever um, breaking from the pattern, without um, exploring the things that help you to be the person that you want to be. Um, and so this album's kind of just about being stuck in this little loop of places that you go in life and never really change. And I kind of talk about breaking out of that um, cycle or the routine, the kind of redundancy of you know whatever we do on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah, I think I almost feel like people prefer to for us to live that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the the higher the, uh, what did I say? the powers that be
1: mm-hmm. kind
0: of want us to just stick to what we know or stick to our own area and not do anything different or extraordinary. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like um, I know that I've been there where it was like work, go to the bar, um, go to an empty house and kind of repeat those places over and over again in life was the same or got worse. And so I wanted to talk about kind of breaking out of that cycle, Yeah, so, that loop, that loop. Yeah. Right,
1: And that's next month that comes out. Any, uh, artists you've never worked before with that you have on loops that people don't um, look forward to.
0: Nope. <laughs> this song is all singing. So there's no, no rapping. Ah. So a lot of the people I work with are rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think it's just me, and I have one feature from Bryson, and then I think that's going to be it for the whole album. But this is, like, um, if I had to compare it, it would be, like, Imagine Dragons or 21 Pilots, kind of in
1: that arena
0: of of sound. Yeah, like an alternative rock or pop sound. So it's very different, but hopefully people like it.
1: Right on. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so how can people get a hold of you on Instagram? D cure any, the website that you have as well.
0: Yeah. D cure hip hop. That's just D C U R E hip hop.com. Um, if you're interested in buying CDs or t-shirts, um, that is D cure B A N D C A M P. Um, and you can get all my merch there. Right on and- if you are struggling, hit me up anytime on Instagram, um, and I'll, I'll talk with you.
1: That's awesome. Deke here. Once again, I thank you for taking the time today. We delved into some, uh, deep and heavy stuff, but I think the listeners out there are really going to touch and they're going to, they're going to feel what it's like to come out of this and know that they're not alone.
0: Absolutely. I hope, I hope so. Right <laughs> thank on. you for having me.
1: Yep. Once again, everybody, thank you for listening matt with be vigilant until next time be sober be vigilant goodbye oh,
0: to the old me